Listen, you probably don't have time to listen to a ton of podcasts or read through dozens of websites or articles because, hey, your interview is probably coming up soon, right? Check out Equipped Essentials, the all-in-one, easy-to-follow digital book that provides you with every tip, framework, and suggestion all in one place. You'll walk away with the nuts and bolts, essentially, that you need. Plus, as a bonus, you'll get a two-page interview prep worksheet, making your prep painless and foolproof. Just follow the steps right on there. Head on over to equippedinterview.com forward slash books and put all the guesswork behind you. Get your copy of Equipped Essentials today. Equippedinterview.com forward slash books. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Equipped Interview Podcast. After 15 years of being interviewed and interviewing others, I'm here to build your confidence, help you stand out, and get that dream job. I'm your host, Joshua Tinky, and this is episode five. So let me ask you something. Do you sometimes feel like it's a waste of time when at the end of a job interview you're asked, so what questions do you have for us? Hoping that maybe you can just escape without saying anything stupid? Or do you maybe panic, not sure how to ask at least a marginally intelligent question at the end? Last week, we covered how to nail your first impression and your response to the, uh, the old tell me about yourself question. This week, we're going to dive deep into making a strong last impression. My goal is to have you walk away knowing how to end your interviews so strong, the hiring manager forgets you're in an interview altogether. So stay tuned. But first, today's podcast is brought to you by my free resource, the Interview Prep Quick Start Guide. Do you need to kickstart your interview prep or not sure where to start to begin with? Check out this easy-to-follow worksheet that walks you through the foundational but most critical steps to get yourself ready for an interview. You'll walk away with a clear picture of how ready you are and what steps to take next to get fully prepared. Just head on over to equippedinterview.com forward slash start and download your free guide, the Interview Prep Quick Start Guide. Equippedinterview.com forward slash start. All right, I thought I'd share a quick outline as to what to expect this, this episode. The, the first and, and biggest component of the episode, I'm going to walk you through what I call the SHOW method. That's S-H-O-W. It's an acronym. We'll get into that. The SHOW method and how to really transform your own questions at the end of the interview. Your interview questions. What do you ask the interviewers or the hiring manager? That's the, the first part. The second part, as I previewed last week, I'm going to go through a couple, haven't decided how many yet, but a few of the most frequently asked questions that I've received recently and in the past. So I'm going to go through those and uh, some quick, quick hit answers there. If you want your question answered, just send me an email or a voice message. You can find details on the podcast post page at uh, equippedinterview.com forward slash five, the number five as in episode five, uh, or just hit me up at my email, josh at equippedinterview.com. So to kick us off, I do want to share a quick story around how what really made me change my way of thinking on these these questions at the end of an interview. What's this time for? How to approach it? So I once had a I had a pretty typical one hour interview. Most most of us have roughly sixty minutes to get get our points across. Right? It started typical. Had the whole "tell me about yourself" question. Had some behavioral questions. You know, a couple other things there. Then twenty five minutes in to my hour, mind you. They said, all right, well, we're all set on our side. What questions do you have for us? We'll give you the remaining half hour or so, 35 minutes. I was uh, shocked to say the, the least, but they gave me the last 35 minutes to ask them questions. I was definitely not prepared for that. Luckily, I did have a handful, but I was not thinking I'd have 35 minutes, so I had to kind of think on the fly. I would not have made it to the next round if I hadn't prepared at all. It's definitely going to be awfully awkward for you and it would have been for me if you have nothing to share here or you have the very basic questions that don't help the interviewers get to know you better during that time. So why is this time important? 
you might get more, just like me, you might get more time than you expect to ask questions. You actually, on the flip side, you might actually get less too. You just don't know. But it's better to be overprepared in this area than underprepared. Why, why else is this important? Secondly, you can use this time to share more about yourself. Help them see your skills, your passion. If they want to work with you, continue that until the very end of the interview. Lastly, most people don't use this time correctly. They just see it as a way to fill time, maybe get the heck out of there without uh, getting any more unnecessary questions. So you can really stand out if you do approach this differently than others. So let's dive into to these questions in general. How do you how do you answer these, etc.? So to give you context, I, I used to ask really only the basic, typical questions. Things like, well, where do you see the company in five years? Or what are the biggest challenges of this role? These aren't, these aren't the worst questions, mind you, but they certainly aren't very engaging. And they don't give the interviewer a chance to get to know you better as part of that conversation. In other words, you won't stand out. Most people truly do waste this time. And this is an opportunity. And I call it that. It is an opportunity to engage in conversation. But a lot of people see this as filler time until they can get out of the room. If you really want to stand out, you have to transform not only your questions, but your whole mindset and approach to this portion of the interview. I've argued in the past, in in past episodes, that you do have more control than you think. Think about the last episode we talked about, the tell me about yourself question. You know they're going to ask it. They know you know you're going to ask it. You have control. You can almost cheat because you can prepare for your response to a question you know you're going to get asked. Similarly, you know you're going to get at least some portion of time at the end of the interview to ask your questions of the interviewer. Whether it's a recruiter, hiring manager, whoever it is, potential future peer, you're going to get some time to to use. It's, it's yours. So you have to transform your mindset and change how you think about how you plan to use this time. Several years ago, I was definitely given some really fantastic advice from a mentor on how to completely change my strategy for asking questions at the end of the interview. And I've received terrific results for myself and a lot of other people that I've helped coach through this over the years. And I want to share it with you. So here's the kind of general idea or the premise. The time at the end of the interview is not primarily for you to learn more about the job. You have to change your mind that it's not simple as that. For example, what I, I don't want you to ask a question around what what's the job like? The interviewer may be thinking, how did he or she just interview for a job they didn't know about? They didn't know anything about. Well, that is a question you should learn, something you should learn the answer to. I'm going to argue it's not, this is not the best time for that or not the only type of question you should be asking during this time at the end of the interview. Try to find out through a friend of a friend or just finding someone on LinkedIn, someone you can ask that question to or engage others in to find out what the culture is like. This time at the end of the interview, though, it is a chance for you to share more about yourself engage the interviewer in conversation, and show them the real you. Think about it. Most of the interview is over. So the hardest, probably the most stressful part behind you, or hopefully a little less nervous, starting to relax a little bit. This is a time when you have hopefully a fighting chance of executing on that advice everyone gives you to just, just be yourself. Hopefully this comes out more. Now, if you prepare well and follow some of the things that I share in each of these episodes, hopefully you go in with the whole interview being more confident and less nervous. But even if you have some of those nerves at the beginning, they've hopefully waned a little bit and a little bit more of the real you shows up. And I want to make sure that you have a way to set yourself up for success, kind of give yourself a layup to do that even more effectively. Multiple multiple occasions, I've mentioned the, the kind of the top three things every hiring manager is looking for. Just a quick repeat, and I think that they're important here, is... One, do you have the skills and competencies I need? 
Two, are you excited and passionate about the role? And three, do I like you? So the interview has already written down their thoughts at this point in the interview on your abilities, your skills and competencies, kind of that number first one above um, the earlier we've talked about. Now it's time to show them your passion and what it's like to, to be to have more of a real conversation with you. And now that, now that you're less nervous and hopefully showing them more of the real you. So you can show a little bit more of that passion and do I like you to, to get to have a little bit more evidence or credibility behind those second two points that we just talked about. While you're showing them more of real you, it's also critical to demonstrate that you've done your research, you've been intentional about your preparation, that you're passionate about the role or the organization, the industry, etc. So what I want to do is show you a step-by-step approach to show them the real you. This is, as a reminder, this is the last impression that they'll have of you. This might be what they remember most about meeting you, about interacting with you. And you'll be somewhat like, likely somewhat drained by the end of the interview. So here's this is an easy step-by-step approach you can use to prepare for the questions that you'll ask. And what I do, I call it the show method, S-H-O-W. And I do get, um, I do get made fun of by some of my friends for coming up with something as, as an acronym for a method, but it really works and it's easy to remember. So I'm going to share it with you regardless. So show S. H-O-W. S stands for share. H is, well, let me just do this in order here. S stands for share. Share something that you've learned, read, heard, watched, researched, something. Share something that you've done to be intentional about this job so that you can have critical thinking. We're going to get into these in detail, but that's the gist of S. Share. H, have an opinion on it then. Once you've shared something, I want you to give an opinion, show that you can have critical thought and you can bring something to the table. Give them an example of that in by... Um, doing this next step by having an opinion on something that you share. O is opinion. Get theirs this time, though. W is stands for write, as in you write something down. W, write and wonder. You get a two for there. Two Ws, write and wonder. And I'll explain what that means. But it, you, once you hear it, you'll get it. I want you to follow these four steps, and you'll not only stand out from your competition, but you'll actually increase your chances of getting the job offer. So let's talk about the S. Share something that you've learned, read, heard, watched, etc. The key here is to do more than ask a quick, no-brainer question. So, what should you share, for example? What should you do ahead of time? First, prior to the interview, you should do some digging on the role. The company, the industry, or even the interviewers themselves. What history do they have? Do they have a research paper out there? What's their job history, career history? A lot of this can be easily found on LinkedIn these days. It's much simpler now than it was years ago. Among other options, though, I recommend looking online through articles, podcasts, books, other research papers, news stories. I mentioned LinkedIn profiles. The company's website itself is going to be a great resource for this. Look for their mission. Look for their purpose. Maybe recent strategy changes, partnerships, upcoming big initiatives, history. You picture you know, new products or services or, or new method. If you think about teaching, whatever. The bottom line is look for topics that gives you, gives you something to discuss. So I'm going to use teaching as an example. If you're interviewing for a teaching position, you could identify a new trend in teaching methodology, right? If it's a role in the automotive industry, you may share an article you found in the Wall Street Journal commenting on maybe the company's shift in strategy due to competitors or something that happened there. What could this sound like? Let's say you're interviewing for that teaching job we just talked about, and you were just asked, hey, so what questions do you have for us? So your, I put this in quotes, your question could start with something like, 
Oh, you bet. I, I have some questions for you. You know, in fact, I, I love learning and I regularly, regularly listen to some really great podcasts. The other day, I heard a fascinating interview sharing the pros and cons of the emerging trend of XYZ teaching methodology or skill. The basic points are fill in the blank here. So that's the beginning of a, of a quote, question. Does it sound like a question yet? No, not yet. But that's not the point. You're not there yet. What I want you to do is think about what's the situation, in, what is your situation like where you can take this model and start something yourself? Um, I, 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 lead, I, I hire for a lot, of, uh, a lot of leadership positions. And oftentimes, if someone does this really well, they'll come in, they're trying to get a leadership role or, or a different leadership role. And they will start off with something like, oh, you know, I was reading Harvard Business Review and, and this, this article resonated with me because I've you know, found it to be effective in the past or I found it not to be effective in the past. But they have an opinion on something. And then how do you keep a conversation going? Well, you move on to the next option is you have that opinion on it. You have to, once you've done the research and you share, that's the S, the H is have an opinion. Once you've shared the research, give your own opinion on the topic. The best approach I see is to not only give an opinion on the facts, but provide your thoughts on how the, the story, the podcast, the video, article, maybe a TED talk or research um, that you've done could impact the company or the role that you're applying to. So what could this sound like? I mean, continuing from the example above, maybe it's, so those are the highlights of this emerging trend. Personally, from what I've learned about the mission of this school or organization, I don't think this new methodology would actually be appropriate for students because X, Y, Z, and go on to say why you think it is what you think. That's, that's, a, much, that's a very meaty opening to a question. You can probably connect the dots here soon as, as we're, going to, we're going to get to that point of asking a question. But it, you really set yourself up by being seen as an expert, by seeing as someone who can think critically, who's someone who's going to engage the hiring manager in conversation, even just from what you've heard me share so far. So you share something, you have an opinion on it, and now the next step, the O, opinion. Get theirs this time. This is where the question comes in. You can't just talk, right? You still need to ask a question. So this is where you turn everything into a conversation at this point. The best way to have a robust conversation and get the interview to think is to ask for their opinion. This is where you give yourself a layup. You've laid the foundation. Now you're going to lay yourself up to a conversation. After you've, after you've shared what you learned and shared your own opinion, it's time to get theirs. So what could this sound like? We'll just continue from our example that we've been talking through. So while that's my perspective, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on this trend and if you would ever consider implementing it in this environment based on what you know and how you've run this school so far. So great, you've done it. You've now asked a great question if they sit back and they have to think about it for a minute. That's how you know. If they have to sit back and, and think and they don't have an immediate answer, you're getting them to engage in, in critical thought, maybe even debate and conversation. Either way, what you're doing is you're aiming for them to share their thoughts, whether they're already familiar with the topic or not. This could be the first time they've heard of this. Great, you've just taught them something new. They haven't read that article maybe or heard about that trend. Or they have, and guess what? Even better, because now that they know you're engaging in preparing, you're, you're going to be potentially a colleague, someone they can know and trust to to bring new ideas into the organization or into this role, someone who's done critical thought. And the conversation here, the whole this is the whole point, before we get to the last point, is keep in mind, you're, you're not just sharing this to look good, you're not just sharing this to, to fill time, you're doing this so that it's really you. You wanna engage in conversation. The best way to show someone what you really like is to have a, a conversation, not to do Q&A time and just, oh, pepper me with questions and I'll, I'll answer them quickly. All right, we've done the S, the H, the O, now here's the W. Write and wonder. So why, why write and wonder? What's, what's that all about? Because now it's time for you to actively listen and then engage fully. 
So this is how you do that. There, or there, there, these are really just examples of how you can do that. There are a lot of ways, but as someone, me personally, as someone who interviews others frequently, there are very few things more irritating than getting asked a question and watching the interviewer just sit there, clearly ignoring everything I'm saying, waiting for me to stop talking so we can, quote, get credit and ask another question, just nodding along, clearly not hearing a word I'm saying. Please don't be that person. I want you to actively listen, so pay attention, and then engage with the interviewer. So when I say write and wonder, these are some of the kind of memory hooks for you to be able to do that. What's that look like? So I want you to write, W-R-I-T-E, right? I want you to write down notes, right? Not everything that the, let's say you ask a question. Hey, what do you think about this, this article I just read? Write down notes, not everything, but keywords, phrases, resources, opinions that the interviewer shares. It really goes a long way to, to actively show and demonstrate your engagement. You don't need to capture everything they say, obviously, but just the key points. This really shows that you're engaged in the conversation, you're paying attention, and you're not just biding your time until it's all done. What about the what about the wonder part of this? This is probably the most curious one to you, but it's just an example, but here, stick with me here. It's a great way to continue the conversation after the hiring manager provides his or her own opinion. So let's say, the whole point of this, keep in mind, is to is to have a dialogue, right? What if it dies real quick? It doesn't really doesn't really help you out. This is a way to keep that going without too much hard work here. So I want you to be curious, in other words, wonder about what they just said. Why is that their opinion? What else should I know? Dig into their response. So let's continue from our example earlier. What could this sound like? Wow, that's really fascinating. So so you're saying that you actually tried this new methodology. I wonder what results we would see if if we change the approach in the future and try it again, what do you think? All right, we could do that. We could say wonder. Or maybe you're fam- you're more comfortable saying I'm curious. I'm curious. Really, that's, that's fascinating. I- I'm curious what would happen if we did this other approach instead. I'm curious what, what would it have been a different twist if X, Y, or Z. So the curi- say the word curious. Be cur- And actually be curious. Be curious. Say curious. Say wonder. It's kind of some memory hooks for words to keep the dialogue going. If you share something, you have an opinion on it, you get their quick opinion, but they don't they don't open up quite yet. They don't open up too much. These are some ways for you to dig into what they say without just giving up and moving on to your next question. The whole point of for this is, again, to show them the real you, thus the S-H-O-W, show them the real you, engage them in dialogue so you can have a conversation, and just see where the conversation goes. Dig in. Don't, don't let it fizzle out with them just giving you their quick opinion. I want you to dig into that more. If you want to stand out and confidently ask questions that lead to a great conversation with the hiring manager, you do need to transform your entire approach to asking questions at the end of the interview. Do not waste this time. This is your golden opportunity to show the hiring manager that they want to work with you and show them the real you through engaging in conversation rather than asking questions everyone else asks. That's the whole point. So to quick recap, the show method is S, share something that you've read, learned, watched, etc., listened to. H, have an opinion. O, opinion, get theirs this time, and W, write and wonder. This method is best suited for interviews probably with a hiring manager or those that you'll be working with versus a recruiter, but you can still do it depending on what you're trying to get across. I definitely recommend preparing at least two to three really solid, robust questions like this using this method. If you do it right, you might only need one or two because it's going to take a while and you just naturally, organically move into another conversation. The whole point of this time is for you to show them more about you, help them make a decision on whether to hire you or not. Even though it's called, hey, what questions do you have for me? 
again, I mentioned most people either do this wrong and don't do any questions at all, say, no, I'm good. It's the worst way to go. The next worst way to go is to ask basic questions where you're trying to get information about the hiring manager or from the hiring manager without telling them a little bit more about you. One quick side note, I do recognize that you may actually need to ask some simple fact-finding questions if you weren't able to learn something about the role in your research. Maybe the recruiter didn't know. You couldn't find it online, and you legitimately just need to ask a question to learn something. That's totally fine. Definitely don't let me hold you back there, but you should err on the side of conversation and tailoring whenever possible. If you have a couple of those quick hits, great. I wouldn't lead with that. I would lead with one of the more robust, whoa, this this feels different. And I've heard that from a lot of hiring managers, from folks I've recommended this to to use in the interview I've talked to the hiring manager afterwards and they said wow those those questions really felt different it felt like I was starting to engage in conversation and really see them as who they might be if I hire them and that is what I want you to do I want you to show them what it would be like to work with you or talk to you on a day-to-day basis a couple quick bonus points here if you want to call it that quick tips I want to share another quick tip that I've found helpful over the years I want you to use this question I put that in quotes again these questions time at the end of the interview for anything you might have forgotten to say during the earlier portion of the interview. Did you have maybe, I don't know, a really great story you wanted to share but couldn't find a way to bring it up? Maybe you didn't have, you didn't get asked the right questions to bring it up. Or do you have a unique skill that they really must know about you totally forgot to mention it? Be purposeful of this time, this time of interview questions for whatever you need to share. Follow that four-step show method above and just work it into the conversation. It could sound something like, Let's say you had this really, really great example of this story that you thought really fits this job well. Hey, oh, I want them to know that I've done this before and here's how I approached it. You could get to the end and you, you just never got a chance to answer it. So great, save it for the end. You get asked, so what, what questions do you have for us now that the interview's wrapped up? You could say something like, oh yeah, you know, I do have quite a few questions. You know, it actually, during the interview, I was reminded of this one this one situation where, yeah, this this thing happened and I did this and, you, you know, you dive into your example. And at the end, just find a way to ask a question. Make it into a question. You could ask, have you ever ever experienced that? Or, you know, how would you approach that? Or how would one of your, your team members here approach something like that? Is it similar? Or would I have to have approached that differently given your parameters here? The, the question on that, that is, is irrelevant in my opinion. It is more so about, hey, now they've heard that example. And if they want to dig into it, they can. They want to ask you more about it, that they're, they're free to do that. A lot of times I'll do that. If someone brings up a, a, an example late in the interview and it's kind of, quote, time for me to be done asking them questions as the hiring manager, but that's fine. They brought something new to the table and I will dig into it because I, I want to hear more. So that's an opportunity for you. This kind of goes along with, I, I think I've mentioned this in, in some recent episodes, but I want you to have a list going into that interview of, let's say, four or five things that you do not want to leave that interview not having said. Meaning, no matter what, no matter how it happens, I want you to say those five things that you need to say during the interview. This is the time for you to clean up anything that you forgot off of that list. You had your five things, you got through four of them, there's one left. Maybe it's a credential you have, a story, a reason that you're excited to join this organization or this company. I want you to turn it into a question using the format we just talked about. All right. Well, that was the first part of the podcast episode today and certainly the bulk of it. As I mentioned, I'll answer a couple common questions that I, I get based on timing here. Probably answer maybe one or two um, just to kick us off this first week. First question is that I get frequently and came in recently. How do you answer the most common interview questions? How do you answer the most common interview questions? All right. Now, as you might imagine, if you weren't the one who submitted this, but if you you might imagine that this is a pretty broad question. Um, I do get it a lot, though. So, and you're probably wondering the same thing. Like, hey, a lot of the similar questions out there, how do I answer them? Plenty of people ask that, but I actually first... I'm going to address this in one of my earlier episodes. It sounds wishy-washy, but stick with me. I'd say change your mindset on this approach. 
that you don't have to worry about answering the common questions as much. Here's what I'd rather you do instead. You should go in with an intentional strategy, control what you can. You should prepare. Walk into the room with a plan, knowing what you want to share, regardless of what questions you get asked. Walk in with a narrative you want to get across, specific examples you want to share no matter what, and specific comments or skills you want to tell them about. Don't. Here's what I don't want you to do, because I think this is the important part. If you walk into an interview and just straight up answer their questions, and that's it, and you hope the hiring manager gets what they need out of those answers to see your value, then sure, I would be asking the same thing. What are those common questions and how do I answer them? I'm going to, I'd argue it doesn't really matter. Your goal is to purposefully share your content, your story, skills, examples, comments, things you have, your strengths that you've prepared ahead of time. And kind of regardless of what you get asked is what you need to share. You, you're going to share the, the same content regardless. So it kind of doesn't really matter what questions you're getting asked. I mean, you should always prepare for the tell me about yourself question. Um, here's, here's a quick list just, in, just to answer that directly. But I think the first part is more important. Why did I apply for this role? Why am I excited for the role? What are the top three skills I want to ensure the hiring manager hears that I have? What's going on in the organization or industry? And I want to share an opinion on that. Like, ask the, These are questions you should ask yourself before going into the interview. They're common themes that you'll get questions about there. If you know the answers to these, you'll be able to answer just about any common question. Let's see. Some other questions. Oh, here's a good one to end on here. This will be your last question just due to time, but I think it's a really good one. And I'll probably do a whole episode on this later on. But question is, what are the introductory management interview questions? That's a great question. So for those trying to maybe move into a first-time leadership role, like what should I be prepared for? I'm going to answer it kind of in that way. So I think there's a there's a lot you should be prepared for, but there are some themes of what I think you should focus on and how that you go about these things and any experiences that you've had related to these things. So probably four or five that I'd focus on. One, the development of others. It's definitely, it's basically as guaranteed as the question, tell me about yourself. If you're going to an, into a leadership interview, something like what's your process for developing others or tell me about someone you've developed, the, the development of others is a huge theme that you need to be prepared for and prepared to answer. Second is decision-making. Whether, how do you make decisions? Do you, you know, how do you make trade-offs? How do you, how do you ultimately take in information, absorb it, and then make a good decision based on that? Third, I'd say for a leadership interview, be prepared to talk about how you approach decisions. Are you intentional? Um, you could get something kind of like what is or what would be your leadership style, or maybe tell me about a time you noticed a problem that needed to be addressed before anyone else noticed it. What did you do? That could show your intentional nature, which you really need to have as a leader in an organization. Uh, fourth would be bigger, bigger picture type thinking. You might get asked about how you could maybe create or cast or communicate a vision to others, get them on board. How are you going to motivate them? How are you going to incorporate their input? yet still be firm in your direction that you want to set. So how do you see the bigger picture, but it take feedback and communicate it? Maybe communication is a, is a better topic to, to phrase that, but the bigger picture. And I think the last one that is especially helpful if you're a first-time potential leader trying to get a leadership role is you should be able to really demonstrate that you can deliver a direct message. It's one of the harder things to do as a first-time leader, and really as a leader almost forever, is how do you how do you deliver a direct, candid message to someone that's it's not a great message is difficult to say. Maybe it's feedback. Maybe it's a poor performance review. Maybe it's something very uncomfortable, like hygiene issues. Like there are things that leaders have to do that you don't think about. So being able to share that you can deliver a direct message is a really great place to start in your prep for a potential leadership interview. All right. Well, that's all for today, but let's keep the conversation going. Check out equippedinterview.com. And if you like today's episode, please subscribe and rate the podcast in Apple Podcasts or whatever player you're using. Remember, there is dignity in work, so set yourself up for success. Be intentional and build your confidence to stand out in your next job interview.